a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday on the extended version of Inside Sources. We'll take you all the way to the top of the hour and three o'clock when the great Jeff Kaplan will mount the podium. <laughs> Do a round-off back handspring, stick the landing, and safely guide you home. Just another day at work. <laughs> the expectation. I have just set the bar so high for you, Jeff. It's going to be a fabulous Quite literally. Day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Very good. Uh, if you if you caught just the end of our last segment, we had uh, Katie McKellar from the Deseret News in talking about just a, a great article she wrote on the Ghost Army during World War II and a uh, West Jordan man who was part of that. Uh, was not able to tell uh, his even his family uh, for decades and uh, was able to to share that. We did have one of our texters uh, write in and say that there is a great book on the Ghost Army called Secret Soldiers by Philip Gerard. So Secret so- Soldiers by Philip Gerard, uh, great insight there. And thanks to our texter. And uh, as always, uh, chime in when you have that kind of insight for us. Utah Community Credit Union text line. Five seven five zero zero again five seven five zero zero only when it's safe because safety first. That's what we do around here. So uh, make sure you're safe. All right, this week uh, everyone is uh, celebrating and honoring Apollo eleven moon launch moonshot for the nation, unifying force for the country, and as part of our continued coverage and celebration of that launch and that incredible achievement in history, uh, we want to turn for a minute to a, a really interesting interview. Uh, that was done back in 2005 uh, with, uh, uh, I've lost his name, Ed, <laughs> 60 Minutes, uh, Ed Bradley, excuse me. Uh, Ed Bradley did a, an interview with Neil Armstrong and Walter Cronkite, uh, who didn't do a lot of interviews after he left the microphone and the, the news broadcast booth. Uh, but some really interesting things in terms of how this went as they watched it live, as they experienced this live uh, with Neil Armstrong and Walter Cronkite. And I wanted to share just two clips uh, with you in this segment uh, to give you some perspective in terms of what that was like and then some of the important moments that happened at the end. So first, here's Walter Cronkite talking about experiencing and watching what was happening live uh, there in the newsroom in front of national TV. Uh, we were following the flight plan, and uh, we suddenly realized that he'd made a detour, and uh, we didn't know how long that detour was going to be. Yes, I was very much concerned. I think all of us who were following the uh, flight that closely were scared to death. Uh, if, if he wasn't, we were. 40 feet down, two and a half, picking up some dust. The Eagle closed in on the moon. Houston, uh, and then this. Tranquility base here. The Eagle has landed. 
Roger, Tranquility. We copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot. Oh, boy. What? <laughs> Walter was breathing again, too, but barely. You are a man who I've known for years never to be at a loss for words, but you were at a loss for words then. I, <laughs> I think all you could come up with was, oh, boy. Turned out I didn't have anything to say at all, except, <laughs> whoa, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Perfectly speechless. Uh, I love that. When when Walter Cronkite is speechless, you know something significant has happened. Uh, interesting, too, to note uh, Neil Armstrong describing that same portion of the landing, saying that the, that the automatic pilot had taken over and was actually taking them towards a huge crater, uh, which would have uh, just completely unraveled everything. That would have been just catastrophic. But the the coolness that Neil Armstrong had to override that system and then pick out a spot to actually land uh, there on the surface of the moon, uh, pretty extraordinary. Uh, And again, just love watching uh, Walter Cronkite describe that. Again, he was always so poised. He was the consummate news person, the trusted voice of America. And for Walter Cronkite to just say, oh, boy. Uh, you knew that was a uh, a big moment, a scary moment, an uncertain moment, as literally the world watched as they landed on the surface of the moon. Uh, now I want to go to one of the moments of Apollo 11 that everybody who was alive remembers where they were. Everyone can quote what had happened. But let's get a little behind the scenes in terms of what was said and why it was said from Neil Armstrong. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Do you recall how you came up with that? A small step for a man. What was the inspiration for it? Well, I thought, well, when I step off, it's just going to be a little step. It's going to be a step from there down to there. But then I thought about all those 400,000 people that had given me the opportunity to make that step and thought, it's 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 going to be a big something for all those folks and indeed a lot of others that even weren't even involved in the project so it was a, a, a kind of a simple correlation of thoughts all right that's uh, neil armstrong describing uh, he was asked there by ed bradley why how did how did you come up with this idea of one small step for man uh, one giant leap for mankind and he, he didn't hesitate. Neil Armstrong said, no, he was thinking about the 400,000-plus people who had been part of that project, who had sacrificed, who had practiced and planned and strategized and uh, worked to put things together to make that a reality. And I love that. I mean, that's real leadership in my book is when you're not so worried about who gets the credit. He he knew he was the, the man of the hour. But he also knew that he was one man among 400,000. And then he said even beyond that, he said the, the countless people around the country and around the world who were praying for their success, who had been challenged and inspired by President Kennedy to be part of this great race to the moon, this great moonshot moment for the country. And so to me, the, the fact that we have this Great phrase of one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. But to know that Neil Armstrong really brought it back to the fact that this was not about him and his little step. 
This was about all of the people, the 400,000 plus who were part of it uh, and all the Americans and all the people around the world uh, who wanted to be part of it uh, and were part of it. Really interesting stuff. Great stuff as we continue to, uh, here on KSL News Radio. Uh, we'll continue to cover all of the uh, events surrounding the celebration of the Apollo 11 50th anniversary of man walking on the moon. All right, we will step aside one last time. We'll come back and wrap up the day here. This is Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back.